0: SAFM. Primetime all day long. Well, over the weekend, a court ruling in the High Court in Joburg, which essentially, I suppose the legal phrases, got a variation of an earlier order. So there was a court case first, which was, the ruling was handed down last Thursday, which said that the Amabungani Centre for Investigative Journalism had to hand over all of the internal documents that it had that originally belonged to the Morty Group. It's been reporting, the Amabungani Centre has been reporting on developments in the Morty group quite extensively. But that first court ruling was granted without Amabungani being heard. There was then another order given over the weekend where both sides were heard. And the judge, in fact, ruled then that the documents do not have to be handed over at this stage. Professor Anton Harbour Executive Director of the Campaign for Free Idom of Expression. Professor Harbour, good morning and thank you for your time.
1: Good morning, and thank you for the chance to talk about this.
0: It's an astonishing story. A judge seemed to give an order without hearing the side of the journalists. How could something like this happen?
1: Well, it can happen uh, in very uh, specific and rare circumstances um, where one can argue that um, it uh, it would be a problem for the other side Um, to know that this is happening. They might destroy documents or something like that. But there appears to be no good reason for it to, as as the judge said on Saturday morning, for it to be done this time. There was no reason why they couldn't um, delay for a few hours to allow the other side to be present. It's quite extraordinary and, and uh, and, and reflects very poorly on our justice system.
0: Well, it also allows to. It also amounts to a sort of um, campaign of censorship without hearing what's going to be published first. That doesn't seem to make sense to me.
1: Exactly, it feels like a return to the days of the 1980s apartheid censorship, that uh, you can be you can be stopped from reporting, without without even being heard. Um, it's it's completely extraordinary, and uh, we are very fortunate that uh, as, uh, what appears to be a more sensible judge um, uh, intervened on Saturday morning and uh, got things back on track. Um, there's a long-running case and it has been quite a lot of reporting by the Amabungani
0: Centre for Investigative Journalism, and I think the Moti Group is preparing for more of this reporting. As far as I know, the Moti Group has not complained to the press, Ombud, or anyone... They have had a very big PR campaign, I've noticed. If you look at newspapers or whatever, you'll see paid-for advertising by the group. If a group is upset with the reporting on it, how should it manage that? I mean, a group does have a right to respond.
1: Of course they do, and they're entitled to run a PR campaign. Um, They're entitled to challenge the facts. They're entitled to go to the press council or the Broadcast Complaints Commission. And they're also entitled um, to take legal action to protect themselves to either sue or, if they feel there's grounds, uh, for an intervention to take legal action. Um, uh, but you know, um, they would do much better to um, counter, to challenge the allegations made against them than to try and stop them coming out, because the effect of this judgment has been to draw massive attention to what's being said about the Morty group. So I think it's going to um, um, come back at them uh, very, very strongly. Um,
0: Also over the weekend, there was confirmation from the presidency that the panel investigating the Lady R docking, the docking of the Russian ship, where the claim from the American ambassador is that weapons were loaded onto the ship. That panel, which is investigating that, that their report will not be made public as the director of the campaign for free expression. How do you feel about that?
1: I think it's absolutely appalling. This is something clearly of major national and public interest. Um, the government dealt with it by calling um, uh, an inquiry, um, but now what is the point of an inquiry if its findings are not public? The whole point of inquiry is 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 a public examination of the evidence um, and reaching a conclusion from that. So what this really does is it raises more suspicion about what happened because it starts to look like a cover-up. I mean, if there's specific evidence that is of a national security problem, then one could argue before uh, the Commission that uh, that needs to be treated with care and with maybe some level of secrecy. But to put a complete ban on it really just makes the the whole business much more suspicious. And it's quite appalling. It just goes against all our principles of transparency and openness and accountability. We've seen
0: quite a few court cases just recently around transparency. There was the SARS ruling just last week. Um, Do you think that a court case would have, there would be strong grounds for a court application to actually see the report, to find out what findings were made by these three people?
1: I definitely think that it would be subject to challenge, and we will certainly be looking at the opportunities to challenge it.
0: Professor Anton Haber, thank you. Executive Director of the Campaign for Free Expression, or Freedom of Expression, rather, uh, on that issue. It's interesting to hear how people see this uh, playing out, of course.